Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 15 O Lord, who shall sojourn on your tent? Who shall dwell in your holy hill? He who walks blamelessly and does what is right and speaks truth in his heart. Who does not slander with his tongue and does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend. In whose eyes a vile person is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord. Who swears to his own hurt and does not damage. Who does not put out his money at interest, and does not take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. Genesis chapter 12, verses 10 through 20. Now there was a famine in the land, so Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to Sarai, his wife, I know that you are a woman, beautiful in appearance, and when the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. Then they will kill me, but they will let you live. Say you are my sister, that it may go well with me because of you, and that my life may be spared for your sake. When Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. When the princes of Pharaoh saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And for her sake he dealt well with Abram, and he had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male servants, female servants, female donkeys, and camels. But the Lord afflicted Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abraham, Abram's wife. So Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why do you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say, She is my sister, so I took her for my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. And Pharaoh gave men orders concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and with all that he had. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward, since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this, he is obligated to offer sacrifice for his own sins, just as he does for those of the people. And no one takes this honor for himself, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but is appointed by him who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. As he also says in another place, You are a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. Good morning and welcome to the sixth what is it, Thursday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from uh, Laguna Niguel, California. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 15, Genesis 12, and Hebrews 5. Um, However, being uh, July 14th, it's also the feast day for soldier saint Camillus or Camillo of Lelis, Camillo de Lelis. Um, And Camillo was uh, born in Italy in the kingdom of Naples, and he was born uh, when his mother was very old, like 50 years old. And his father was a military officer under Napoleon and later the royal uh, military. 
And so his father was gone frequently on military campaigns, and his mother was kind of old, and he was a little rebellious and had a temper. And so she wasn't able to really care for him as much as um, maybe he could have or should have been. Um, and she also died when he was relatively young. And so he began accompanying his father on these military campaigns at about 13. And when he became of age, he joined the Venetian army and fought, um, I think, alongside his father, but I'm not sure. Um, I, think it, well, I think he did join with his father. He joined his father's military unit. Um, and he fought in a war against the Turks. And he spent uh, some unknown number of years in the service until his unit was dissolved. And uh, it's unclear to me why, but he was seen for treatment um, in Rome. And because he, was, he had such a temper, he, he got put out of the hospital. Um, and he had, I, it's, yeah, I, I don't remember what he had. But it was a physical, I'm pretty sure it was an injury, and it made it difficult for him to walk and would eventually over time cause him to have to crawl sometimes when he would be ministering. But he he was, um, frankly, kind of a typical combat vet. You know, injuries, a little quarrelsome, um, and liked to gamble and drink, and he began working at a monastery and the nobody really liked him but there was this one monk um saw you know something in him and decided he was going to kind of give him you know a handful of chances um and because of that relationship he has this religious conversion and enters the novitiate himself in the capuchin friars um but for whatever reason, his his injury, his leg injury, um, kept him from entering the order. I don't understand why. It seems kind of messed up that you turn someone in from the novitiate because they're injured, but they they didn't take him. Um, and he was kind of torn up about that, but he, he returned to the hospital in Rome where he had been, and he decided um, that he wanted to work with the sick. Um, and so he wasn't accepted by the Capuchins, so he just started living his own monastic life and working at the hospital as like a janitor and, and kind of sort of nurse. And uh, he did some administrative stuff as well, but he gained these you know, connections at the hospital. He took a confessor. Um, you know, a secular confessor because he's not part of an order. Um, and he began talking about starting his own order. And his mentor said, yeah, that, that sounds like a good idea. So he goes to, uh, to Rome to enter seminary and seek approval of his order. Um, and he eventually does, he orders the, or he founds the Order of Clerks Regular, the Ministers of the Infirm. You can see it abbreviated as MI. They're not very big right now, uh, but they have been quite large. They're also known as the chameleons. Um, and the chameleons, one of the first things that Camillo did was, you know, he took what he learned from the hospital 
and he clearly had some kind of affection still for soldiers. And so the the chameleons took uh, their their medical ministry to the battlefield, and they would heal and care for soldiers on either side of of the battle. Um, and so uh, they got their symbol uh, from one of these battlefield aid stations they'd set up. Um, it was hit by something, a mortar or something, and it catches fire. And in order to identify themselves as non-combatants, they painted a big red Latin cross on this aid station. And they would wear brown habits with a big red cross on the breast and on the shoulder to, to indicate, look, we're not soldiers, we're just here to you know, heal people if we can. And so this big red cross on their habit and on their tent, um, I can't remember the battle name, but um, the, the, the aid station catches fire and burns to the ground. The only thing left is a spare habit. And the only thing that wasn't burned was the red Latin cross on the, on the breast. And so that became their symbol, the red Latin cross, the red cross. Uh, and this was in the 1560s, I think. And so in Forgotten Country, in that order, my second book, I, I profile Camilo. And I talk about how, you know, it's kind of funny, the Red Cross claims to be the first medical, you know, mission uh, to the battlefields of Europe. And that's, uh, that's simply not true. The chameleons were the first uh, by like 200 years. I think the Red Cross began in, uh, around the Civil War, you know, the American Civil War. So beaten by 200 years, and their symbol was also the Red Cross. Like, I don't know if there's, you know, plagiarism going on or just some weird coincidence, but the Red Cross is wrong. It started with Camilo. Um, and they eventually, um, the order was founded. They became a mendicant order like the Franciscans, adopting poverty. They took a fourth vow to serve the sick, even with danger to one's life. Um, and I believe it was the, was it, the, no, it was Hospitalers, never mind. Um the and so the chameleons continued, and Camilo died in the uh, the early 1600s. Yeah, it was the 1560s when they did the thing on the battlefield, and he died in 1610. And he's entombed in Rome, um, and the there's still a number of hospitals, chameleon hospitals in Italy, um, and uh, they carry on the work of the chameleons. I just don't know if they still do anything outside of Rome. But, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, he's venerated as a saint. And, you know, one of the first things he did was to lean on his military experience to serve people in the military in battle and to do it regardless of your political attachments. He served um, uh, wounded soldiers on both sides of the conflict. Um, and he did so... You know, 100, 200 years before the Red Cross did. Um, and so this is a soldier saint that I, th I find so interesting <laughs> because of this Red Cross and because of what he did with um, his own life experience to kind of convert it along with his own heart and mind uh, that almost mirrored what he had before. You know, they, they founded an order which, you know, is, is very, it's structured like a military unit and they serve military units. They go to war, they participate in war, you could say, but not in a way that 
um, is violent or condones violence, but in fact um, seeks everything it can to undo the effects of violence by healing rather than hurting. The Prayer of St. Camillus of Lellis by an anonymous author. Almighty Father, turn your merciful eyes upon those who suffer and those who care for them. Grant to the sick Christian resignation and trust in the goodness and power of God. Make those who care of the sick be generous and lovingly dedicated. Help me to understand the mystery of suffering as a means of redemption and the way to God. May your protection comfort the sick and their families and encourage them to live together in love. Bless those who dedicate themselves to the infirm. And may the good God grant peace and hope to all. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PewPewHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.